it's possible it's more than one. It's possible it's part of uh, the remains of some of the victims who are already recovered. We just don't know yet. We have to uh, rely on identifying those remains first and see where that, that takes us, whether they're remains of somebody else uh, who hasn't been identified yet. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. That's Detective Sergeant Hank Edzinga. He's the lead homicide investigator on this whole MacArthur case and the home that's been scoped out. And uh, yet again, Discovery yesterday and uh i guess more explanation forthcoming today as to what was recovered we're going to get it from him just after five o'clock directly from the detective sergeant but we're just musing aloud now what you would do if you were the proprietor of that premises would you stay or would you want to see the place i guess condemned and raised and uh it still try to get your money out i get it it's not like it would it may lay fallow for a while or realtors would have to at least uh, admit you know, they have to disclose by law. But would you want to stay there? I couldn't see myself doing that. How about you? 870-6400, star 640 on cell. George, go ahead. You're on the Oakley Show. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I understand your point of view. I, uh, I myself also would be bothered by it. I just want to say that obviously there are going to be some people that it won't really affect that much. And uh, the seat is a great opportunity to save some money. Hmm. Uh Another thing that we also need to understand is that, you know, it's throughout the history of mankind. I mean, there's people that die places and, you know, perhaps we don't even know about it and they're underground. And uh, sometimes cemeteries are moved and, uh, you know, you might buy a property that was previously a cemetery. You won't even know about it. Well, all right, but that's the point. You wouldn't know about it. So ignorance is bliss. In this case, you would be fully aware of what had taken place because it's all over the news. You do a realty check, a background property check, and, of course, 53 Mallory uh, comes up in spades as to the nefarious deeds that have allegedly taken place there or the burial ground of numerous people, and uh, including the latest, which we'll bring up to date after 5 o'clock. But you'd be cool with it. Okay, uh, I'm just curious. How about Tim? Your turn on the Oakley Show, Tim. Well, we have a different theory here, Johnny. And that is, where were the nefarious deeds done? Yeah, I'm going to ask the detective sergeant that. I think you're going to find they spent an awful lot of time uh, parked up on a high floor of Leaside Towers, those two giant 45... Yeah, Thorncliff Park, 19th floor. Absolutely. Are are we going to be raising one of or both of those towers (laughs) or the apartment above and below or beside? Well, all right. Uh, I get it that that's one aspect of it this is where remains were found dug up they're in the I ground know, but remember the fellow who they found tied to the bed in the kill position as oh they yeah called oh it? yeah yeah all right so, well i mean okay uh, but here's my question again very yeah. direct you're the homestead owner what, yeah. do you, what do you do well it's a real pain in the neck for the value of your house if you're going to sell mm. personally um, I'm thinking of the Mallory Crescent location more as a cemetery as opposed to a killing field. All right, but it's on your property, and you, you're out in the backyard. You're having a summer soiree, a barbecue, and there's a depression in the ground where somebody was doing some digging. What do you do? Uh, you know what? It's a cemetery. All right. It, it, what do you do when you live along uh, that little part of Moore Avenue that backs on it's onto different. It's different. I mean, those people what? were interred. Well, no, they were interred with a proper ceremony and everything. Psychologically, I think we can somehow accommodate that. This other thing crosses a line into a real dark chapter, or, you know, the evil 
that was inherent in the act of burying somebody there or interring their bones there. That's a different thing. And well, yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's just whether you can psychologically accommodate it. And I'm telling you straight up, I couldn't. That's me. Am I like the outlier in all of this? Brian, how about you in North York? Uh, John, sell me that house for what? A couple hundred thousand dollars off the, the market value? And I'll, I'll take it right now. I don't <laughs> right. care what. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a 60-year-old guy, uh, retired out of radio, too. Mm. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, well, I'm an atheist kind of guy, too. So I don't really believe in much. I believe in, like, when your ticker stops, we're all gone, whatever, this and that. But... When you when you when you it, it, didn't they tear down Bernardo's place? Down they did. The That's the point I was making. Didn't they didn't they, they, do the they did because they didn't think that this was tenable as a place for people to live again. They had to start anew. Why though? Who cares? Well, all right, you don't oh. care, but you're an atheist radio guy who doesn't care where the bodies are buried. There's a lot of these people in the building, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that sort of goes with the territory, right? All right, listen. As far as doing some digging. Looks like Justin Trudeau has been digging furiously, uh, not to his betterment or to his credit. You know, on that groping allegation that sort of surfaced after 18 years, give a listen. This is what he said. Everyone reacts to things differently. This lesson that we are learning in, and I'll be blunt about it, often a man experiences an interaction as being benign or not inappropriate, and a woman, uh, particularly in a professional context, can experience it differently, and we have to respect that and reflect on that. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Chester emails, and I think he's right around the net on this one, uh, Mr. Trudeau's response to molestation accusations when he stated that men and women see things differently, is he now saying that no no longer means no? Because if a woman says that she's not interested, the man might interpret things differently and think that she is interested? His credentials as a feminist are shot to hell. I think Chester's really on to something here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trudeau, you know, I mean, except for the sheer joy of having to bat this guy around like a pinata, he's made himself a target today on several fronts. Uh, he's been talking, too, with Doug Ford earlier today, the premier, and uh, had mentioned how, well, the premier kind of just doesn't get what Canada's all about when it comes to refugees. It didn't seem to me that the premier was quite as aware of our international obligations uh, to uh, the, uh, the uh, UN Convention on Refugees uh, as he might have been. So I, I spent a little time explaining uh, how the asylum-seeking system works and how our, our system uh, is supposed to operate. Oh yeah, I spent a little time explaining it to Doug For It's like dripping with condescension. It's like, you know, I wouldn't blame Doug if he got up and just kind of shook this guy, grabbed him by the lapels and said, I don't give a rat's hindquarters what you have to say or teach me here on the UN conventions of refugee you cause this mess <laughs> now you clean it up that would be leadership on the part of Doug Ford I'm saying unbelievable unbelievable well to the first point you know I've got some time here before Sue Ann joins us because she has to uh, weigh in on the matters of policing in the city there was an interesting letter that was written to the mayor earlier today by a police officer who was willing to sign his own name to it which tells you you know he's not afraid or uh, of sticking his head above the parapet because he knows or he believes he's on the right side of the equation when he says Mr. Mayor uh, your fecklessness has caused a lot of this problem you and the activists and so on and so forth we'll get into that but let me just open the lines on this note as well when it comes to Justin Trudeau on this matter the groping allegation just to bring you up to date it was back about 
18 years ago, uh, 2000, I guess, roughly, it was a summer, and in the interior of BC, there was a big uh, a fundraiser for uh, avalanche victims and so on, of which his brother lost his life. And so uh, Justin obviously is there, not as a prime minister, but as a 28-year-old. And he was, of course, the heir uh, to the Trudeau fortune and legacy. We know what came about as a result, but he was accused of groping a reporter there who was covering this event, and she had reported it to her boss. Her boss wrote an editorial about it. Again, in the context of Justin Trudeau just being a familiar name and having a profile, not the prime minister, not a politician yet, but should have known better nonetheless as an adult. And then when he comes by in later years and starts heaping on this feminist stuff and wallowing in feminist cred, you know, like a 50-50 gender split whenever it comes to making up his cabinet, as well as uh, this prism through which he filters everything uh, in terms of foreign policy, domestic policy, uh, apportioning funds, and blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. Uh, so he's wallowing in his feminist cred. Well, this seems to belie all of that, doesn't it? Because he also very emphatically stated when he kicked two of the members out of his own caucus on allegations made by a third party, some disgruntled person in the NDP who had pointed these two liberals out, they didn't even know what hit them. They didn't have any kind of an investigation or a hearing. He just said, you're gone. You're out of here. We believe the women. The women should always be believed. Well, in this case, now he's hoisting his own petard because the woman who had complained about him, this junior reporter from a local newspaper, to whom he kind of uh, sneeringly dismissed as well if i known you were following a large story and a national story for a national news outlet uh i might have behaved differently i mean really again dripping with condescension this is what the guy's about but at the end of it now he's getting some heat because people this thing has resurfaced and some folks ain't letting it go and deservedly so it's i know it's the dog days of summer they're about upon us and a lot of people are away and Stuff flies under the radar, but I hope this continues to fester because there's an important point that has to be punctuated here. And if you're going to emphatically stake out a position and make that a part of your hallmark of your whole brand, then you best live up to it. Live up to the creed. He's not doing that. In fact, he's denied that now and saying as has been uh, the defense of a lot of guys who've been accused. Sometimes I interpret things differently than what the woman said. He always maintained the woman should be believed first and foremost. So has he shot his feminist cred all to hell is my question.